Look how many mic inputs they have, Aaron. We can have friends oh here. Oh my we can have friends. god. <laughs> we can finally have friends. Oh, we need to pack this out. Yeah. Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland in a new studio nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and Tim Mooney brand life hacks. TM. <laughs> and today, a little bit of future casting, a little bit of predicting 2020 Ooh, all right that's what we're doing that's that's what i'm going for today shoot i'm in you had me at future and then i was <laughs> hook line and sinker from predicting onward all right <laughs> um well speaking of the future it's been a week one week since our listeners have heard from us last it has before yeah. we dive into the future perhaps we should belay the past before yes before you can plan for the future you must learn the lessons of history it's true something that we hope not to be doomed to repeat we will repeat the show but the lessons (laughs) will be new every week (laughs) and we will learn from it if we're lucky i hope so yeah (laughs) uh yeah what what have you been up to this week aaron uh a lot of sitting around doing puzzles oh okay (laughs) nice i i'm not a big fan of puzzles Except when, like, other people are involved. Like, puzzles with friends? Yeah. Did you play puzzles with friends? Well, but it, but in IRL, which oh, I realized okay. just now is a redundancy, because the I means in. So, in, in real life. Did you go to your ATM machine after that and enter your PIN number? Ooh, that is a redundancy too, isn't it? Yeah. My personal identification number number? I did not. <laughs> it's one of my friend's pet peeves. We've we've gone to great lengths to discuss oh, really? redundancies. The in ATM acronyms. machine? Yep. The automatic teller machine machine? Exactly. Yeah. I feel like there's just some some organizations or otherwise you, you just kinda like wade into acronym soup. And yeah. then there's like uh just societal acronyms like ATM machine, uh, but then like, you ah, stop. You it. Well, you stop and you think about <laughs> it, and you're like, "Wait, why am I saying machine? I've never said I go to the ATM." Like, yeah. There, do you call a uh, tooth when you floss your teeth? Do you call it tooth floss, or do you just call it floss? I just call it floss. See, maybe I'm the weird one. I'm pretty sure I'm just the weird I, I'm one. I'm thinking it's tooth floss. No, it's just floss. No, nah, because you're flossing your tooths. No, you're flossing your teeth. Okay, roof or roof. Roof. Creek or crick? Creek. All right. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Now, well, no, because I don't want to move on quite yet now that we're on this subject. (laughs) Because I've heard you alternate interesting and interesting. Mm -hmm. 
this is I think, true. I think you're the only person I know that alternates. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think I thought about it until this. I like got on the show. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that was the first <laughs> until time. Tim Mooney started like drawing dividing lines. Well, like I'm trying to remember the first time I picked up on it, but I was like, hmm. This seems to be a thing. <laughs> and then ever since then I've been paying more attention. So I'm still I'm still on the fence. I'm so still trying a, to decide which I prefer. <laughs> what's a carbonated bev- beverage? Soda. All right. Yeah, none of that pop up in here. Pop. 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 I don't know if it'd be pop. What I've noticed That's a that's a Great Lakes. Oh, okay. You know. Like I've heard it. Go called... down to the store and get me some pop. Some pop. I would get like pop rocks and then they would be disappointed. But then I would take that and yeah. put it in the soda and it would be like super fizzy and nice. You're not supposed to mix those. Really? Yeah. I thought that was Mentos that's how, and soda. That's how Mikey died. Mikey? From Life Cereal. Oh, really? No. They should have had some He's holes. still very much alive. Oh, okay. It was like some... one of those urban legends. You mix pop uh, rocks and Coke. Oh. And it like makes your stomach explode. It doesn't. Totally. Well, I ate some watermelon seeds too, so I'm pretty much a goner. Oh, Yeah. Um, all right. Last one. Uh, tater tots or Jojos? No, wait, not tater tots. So what do you call Jojos? I just call them Jojos. Apparently I, they're called something. Potato I wedges. Potato, potato wedges. Yeah. You just call them potato or wedges. Or steak fries. Steak fries. But that's. No. Really? No. They're huh. steak fries or potato wedges. All right. I'm a Jojos person. So, yeah. I didn't know what Jojos were when I first moved here. Well, and you when been I, in Oregon when I learned long. When I learned what they were. <laughs> I almost sprained my eyes rolling them so hard. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, those are potato wedges. Interesting. And, uh, nice. huh. uh, I mean, interesting. Sorry, for Tim. the longest time, I like held out. Okay. And I wouldn't call them JoJo's, but, uh, if I want to eat potato wedges, mm-hmm. I better start calling them JoJo's because no one's going to serve me yep. potato wedges. <laughs> yeah. They're just going to give you this, like, wonderfully blank stare. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's, what's int- like, from my recollection, who I learned that from was my mother, but she's from like the East Coast, so yeah. maybe she just knew. knew maybe what was she up. gave up like me. <laughs> um, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> I mean, my dad's not from here either. Yeah. So who who knows? She probably maybe people just gave her shit for so long enough. Right. Right. <laughs> I had the opposite effect, kind of like when I go to Washington. If I happen to be driving, I'll sit at the pump for a good minute or two. Like, uh-huh. I'll I'll take a beat. And then I'll realize, oh, nobody's coming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that, That's me and trying to that, order. That is a mark of a true Oregoni, oh, Oregonian. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, I'll fess up to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then after my confusion, I get stressed out. So I go inside to get a pack of potato chips and I have $5 and it costs four ninety nine. Oh. That doesn't go well either. No. Because <laughs> Growing taxes, up in Oregon has some, yeah. some like... It's got its pros and its cons. Mostly you go anywhere else in the world. Four ninety nine. Okay, like, oh, I got $5. I'll be all right. Yeah. A rose might be falling apart, but we don't have sales tax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Oregon Road jokes. Um, yeah. No, it's interesting. Get those studded tires on for funny. nothing. Funny. No, well, funny you well, mentioned that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like studs in terms of road damage, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, like where I grew up, you i mean a lot of people do all seasons but there's definitely like it's stud territory um where uh yeah where i where i was originate or am originating from sorry i got lost in my train of thought because literally today so for christmas uh thinking of for the holidays 
thinking of the future. Um, Someone got you studded tires? Yeah. I wish. (laughs) I've always wanted studded tires for my bike. Really? Yeah, yeah, totally. I think I might be going in that direction. Uh, (laughs) Gee, any particular reason? (laughs) Nope. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just just curious. Um, Yeah, so uh, I'm helping my mom drive. She's going to be living down in Utah for about three months. And um, she's had some stuff that's reduced her vision in recent months and year-ish-ness. So she reached out and we're going to be leaving this um, Saturday. And then we're going to spend about seven or eight days driving down to Utah to situate. And we had this exact conversation on the phone today, which was like, oh, do I keep like the all weathers on or should I put studs on? Um, it's cause like most folks in Eastern Oregon will have a, will have studs. You might not always put them on every year, but sure. like, but it generally speaking, it's one of those things is you, it's good to have when you need them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like if the big snow forecast comes, like you get down to Les Schwab's or something and they're just like around the block for putting studs. <laughs> People are lined up putting oh, yeah. on there. Yeah. Okay. Well, cause you have your folks who, you know, the calendar ticks around to, I can't remember whenever it's legal to have studs, but I think most folks, at least like my experience has been that the majority of people who own studs, um, don't put them on by the date, but by the circumstance. Yeah. Um, so. I, I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's common in Portland though. Yeah. Oh no, definitely not. Like the, there's, there's some studs in Portland. Um, but it's, I think it's much more of like a central or Eastern oh. Oregon thing. Yeah. No, there's plenty of people who drive with studs. Mm in in portland um but i as far as like waiting for the circumstances to get them put on oh i see no no they're already on like we had one icy day Mm -hmm. so far this winter yeah and everyone's driving with studs already yeah you know and you know too because like you're you know traveling around town and you hear this like crackle 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 (laughs) grinding sound oh and you're like nothing gets under my skin more i i can't I don't know. I know it's not healthy, but it just, yeah. oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard for everyone else. Yeah. I'm in a bit of, uh, like, I, I don't know what the stats are necessarily, but, like, I was thinking about this when um, Portland started salting recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, was like uh, was last year or the year before they first I think it's been two years now. Introduced it. Okay. Um, I, I'm happy to be off by a year on that, but I feel like it's been long enough that I've been like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Um. I, you know, the road damage that studs cause and the environmental damage, they both cause environmental damage, but like salt versus studs. Yeah. Right. Like right. we don't really talk about that too much. Uh, Cause like the road things for studs is more of an upkeep. I would be interested to see some, some stats on that because I'm instinctively leaning towards salt. I'm the other way. I'm, all, really? I'm leaning towards studs. Hit me. Um. Well, I just from the... uh like negative externality sense the damage that happens on roads pretty much is damage to the road if you're talking studs like sure there's okay. like metal flex and metal bits so but it doesn't ex- externalize into like watersheds and right. that type of thing you know much more than the natural breakdown of the tire does in the first place yeah it's a total maintenance hell like not gonna deny that there's trade-offs sure. either way you go but like i would i personally I think I'm just of the opinion and I haven't had data one way or another to like convince me to fall firmly on it. Oh. But I feel like I would much prefer studs over salt just from a like uh runoff environmental um like externality point of view. 
because the, okay. the damage that happens from studs happens on the road. The damage Generally, that happens from yeah. salt, you know, you don't know where that stuff goes. And it, just, it has been shown to be yeah. um, an issue when applied yeah. liberally. Okay. So, I don't know. That's, Intriguing. That's, you know, there's like the funding mechanisms behind sure, the road, sure. like all that stuff. Like, yeah, it would have shittier roads. Um, but at least we know where the damage or where is, <laughs> where is occurring. <laughs> right, right. No, no, I, I get it. Um, it's interesting because I kind of see it in the same vein and yet came to the opposite conclusion mm-hmm. of like, well, okay, yeah, there is runoff with salt and and it gets into the water or whatever. Um, and yet I think to myself, well, like salt will dilute. Whereas you know, the maintenance costs or, oh, yeah. or, um, interesting. Uh, what am I trying to say? S- like upkeep. sort of the, the upkeep and, and the cleanup because, and this is maybe, uh, way, way conjecture, but the cleanup of, of, um, wrecks because people are driving on studs and they think studs are like, you know, the Holy grail of tire, mm. you know, and we'll get them out of wherever which we all know is not true. People get overconfident and Mm -hmm. drive at regular speed and that still gets them in trouble. I think you have a really good point. I hadn't considered the, uh, you know, trade-off between asphalt production versus salt runoff. Well, and and just general cleanup of, of like any kind of traffic incident. But I would like to see some numbers of salting roads and the traffic incidences with salted roads versus unsalted and studded tires mm-hmm. and traffic incidences associated with that. This is and like, seeing yeah. What, uh, yeah. How those measure up to each other. It's funny. I'm thinking about both of these two options and then I'm like, wait, what if it's like a false dichotomy? It and probably like, is. The, the, the real answer <laughs> is maybe it would be nice to live in a society that wasn't so hell bent on schedules and, routine that we just could chill the F we could out. just not drive for a, a yeah. day or so <laughs> like the first well, time it snowed like when it snowed in portland back in what was it like 2011 or something like the city took a good old like breather general yeah. generally well, speaking uh for like three days it was just so nice yeah so i don't think this is in our news um but it was texted to me by a good friend and this was a essay written a long time ago i'm not gonna go over it but i will just quickly touch on it. Yeah, this is this. I'm sure it became quickly divisive. Um, newscaster Mark Nelson from uh, Fox 12 here in in Portland. Um, just his thoughts on the 2009 quote unquote disastrous commute uh, in December. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that one. Um, I don't. I was pretty holed up in 2009. Some of the things he goes over about about that is like, you know, everyone got on the roads way too late. You know, everyone decided to wait for the, for the snow to fall rather than try to anticipate it. Mm. Um, how did this connect? Shit. What You're were good. we talking about? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a digital medium. We can, re, we can rediscover it <laughs> right. as needed. <laughs> um, what were we talking about Society. before? Society. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, no, the being hell-bent on, on schedules and, mm. and going out and driving. Um, 
and how everybody being on the roads at the same time trying to get to their place before quote unquote it all hits actually made it all hit not necessarily weather wise but gotcha because the weather in combination with everybody being on the road Mm kind of caused this perfect storm and Uh, then we uh, had uh. like people literally like abandoning their cars and Mm. on the on the freeways Mm -hmm. um yeah you get your like perfect perfect storm scenario yeah kind of yeah um and then the last few the last big one what was that 16 yeah 17 2015 for sure because that's when i just gotten back from india and it was like super snowy right that might have been it maybe it was just cold i don't remember i'm I'm no, just, yeah, maybe it was. I, maybe that was it. I and I'm just didn't space think it was that long snow. ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean the space um, between snow and my brain is yeah. like, and like I think it went into 2016 because I think there was like, well, yeah, some good it was snow December that January, February. To, yeah. Um. Anyway, I just live in I just, between. I just snow thought periods. of of all of that packed down snow and ice that happened on the roads because people refused to not drive. Mm. Mm-hmm. People had to be out on the roads. People had to drive. Yeah. And it made it so much harder for plows and for sanding. And I think that was like sort of the death knell where like the city just kind of went, okay, we got to, we got to salt this because yeah. the ice is just packed down so hard. Yeah. I don't know if that was actually the thought, but. I feel like it all kind of like leads up to that point, you know, in some way. Um, I think like it's important important to recognize that like in this discussion obviously if you have a choice between trying to make it to work and getting fired you're gonna make it to work so like there are situations where it's really nice to be able to be like oh cool like i work at a bike shop nobody's gonna be cycling these four days so like obviously (laughs) we're close we'll just close it down (laughs) yeah 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 um so like i don't mean to uh I'm not trying to call out anybody who's like, but I really had to go that, you know, because obviously, but like, but also I would challenge, I would go so far as to challenge Mm. and say, did you, did you really have to do that? Sure. Or like, how can we work, you know, in ways maybe when it's not snowing to reduce the American work week to a a sane level or something (laughs) like that, you know, just live in, I don't know. What's, what's that tagline of this one podcast I listened to one time? Oh, the simple life. That's right. Wait, if we could seek the simple life. Oh, you're 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 referring you're referring to this one, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm 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 on topic king for today. <laughs> but, but yes, like, screw it, man. If it's not safe to go, just don't go. Like, is it is it really that important to you? Like. Mm-hmm. it's like uh you know is your job really that life and death and okay let me be clear because this is somewhat hyperbole mm. there are people whose jobs really are that life and death okay fine <laughs> but is your job really that life and death to like go risk it all mm-hmm. yeah and that's the thing too is you put yourself in danger in a sense like you this was that stud discussion like I was talking with my mom about okay. whether we should put on studs or not. And I was like, you know, there's a 95% chance. There's probably 98% chance that things will be fine. Right. But I feel like the way I was raised was that like 
you try to reduce your margin of error sure by as much as possible i mean that two percent is still that's two percent and yeah two percent you know 1300 miles or whatever it is between here and salt lake city um i was like if it gets shysty and you know like that's what you don't want to be and you're you're constantly like i think if you commute maybe it's different than like just taking a one-time road trip for for example like moving a vehicle down to a state for like a, a quarter of a year uh i view the studs in like pursuit of that goal as like that's a nest that's a worthwhile like error margin of error like uh calculation oh, right yeah. like i'd rather if we get stuck in a pass somewhere between here and there i'd probably rather have the studs oh yeah and we yeah, don't have yeah. chains and like i'd be i'm like again like 95 percent. i'm pretty confident would do fine uh with all all train tires but like i don't want to be that person that spins out on the freeway sure that would suck uh so and that, I, and that's you kind of that already, thought process, if you will. You already have the studded tires? Question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, well, that, so and that, like a, that a would good be, amount of folks. It were like where I grew up. You just have a. You just right. Have a that set, would be the you know? deciding factor for me. Is oh like, yeah, we're not gonna. You, you know, wouldn't go out buying buy a set of, a set of tires mm-hmm. versus like a set of chains. I'd buy a set of chains, no problem. Sure. Yeah. Well, she had talked to the um, auto mechanic or the auto folks, and they they basically played the CYA which is like oh check with their tire manufacturer some don't recommend chains etc etc oh, etc really? et and i was like it's yeah. it's again, chains are probably 95% fine yeah. and that, that that's my go to right <laughs> um so like yeah cuz i remember in the snowstorm back in uh, whatever that one was around not around the same time as india maybe it was uh like getting back yeah it probably was 2015 okay anna and i had not moved in together yet okay um, that sounds about right and it is 2019 and we've okay. been in that same place for almost two over two years what what, what year is what, it where am i <laughs> it's hard when you get into december you're oh like well gosh. is it is it 2020 yet <laughs> but like so <laughs> we went we went to watch a movie down on hawthorne and we had carpooled down there uh-huh. and we stepped we got into the theater and it was you know dry on the ground and we got out and it was a foot and a half in the course of watching Arrival. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so we like we built a like nine foot tall snowman on Hawthorne and just had a good go of it. But going back, we like. Did you drive we, back? We, yeah. Well, okay. guess what? Because we had chains. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's like okay. what that's what I love about chains is you don't. It's they're not like studs, right? Like you use them when you have to. Yeah. Um. So we actually ended up like, I think we drove two people home who were just like totally stranded uh because like and the buses weren't running on all the routes and stuff like that so like we were just in like fuck it we have chains mode like might as well do some good on our way home yeah yeah Uh, right on that's how i roll but like (laughs) because like everybody else is like spitting out and crashing into cars and like screw that shit like it's dangerous to walk on the sidewalk oh yeah when it's snowing because guess what people could get on the sidewalk with their cars if they don't have good traction especially in portland i've i've observed uh (laughs) so i don't know it just like there's no right or wrong. Maybe I'm just I'm just feeling I have a sentiment that maybe maybe if the asphalt creation bring it back home, if the asphalt creation and uh, you know side industry that's needed for roadie upkeep uh-huh. is less than or equal to the environmental cost of salt, then I'm a non-salt kind of guy. Okay, that's that's where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'll be swayed by numbers. Mm-hmm. I have no problem like like. I just don't have them. checking checking in my feelings yeah. for for the sake of science, you know. 
unlike some of my decisions i'm going with the gut right now and so (laughs) since yes for for lack of for lack of science and statistics i'll just go with my gut like Mm -hmm. like you yeah i'll just go with my feelings so if you know a source resource and or otherwise let us know yeah right in you come in right in and be like you know Aaron, you're totally wrong on this. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Or just, you can just show say me your numbers. Guthrie, you're totally not correct. And I will say okay. Thank you. And just show your work. And we'll all be we'll all be better for it. Even um, if you get the wrong conclusion, if you show your work, I'll give you half credit. So gosh, like, we, like we got a math we got teacher a long, in high school. We got, we got a long way off of puzzles. <laughs> I feel like we just talked yeah. about a puzzle that we don't know the answer to still. We're we're still piecing it together. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, good to hear that you are, I, I'm hoping, like, I'm assuming you, you seem in good spirits, Thanks. all things considered. I, yeah. Yeah. I had one, one weekend moment. Uh, weekends are, are a little bit tougher because I'm mostly by myself. Anna's, um, uh, usually like doing a trip of mm. some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had one moment where I really wanted to surprise her with a tree cause we weren't able to get one while she was home. And I had a friend go get go get one with me. You know, he provided the vehicle and the muscle. Um, and I didn't want to get my wool coat that I normally wear because it's like the only coat that's big enough to still kind of do up mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. one arm in a yeah, sling. Yeah. You've got that sweet, um, like, uh, you've got like this little, uh, it's a bongo tie, basically. That's like an assist. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. I thought that was pretty clever. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was, I was pretty proud of myself when I came up with that. Hey, bongo um, ties can do a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but I put on my leather jacket, which is also big enough, but I never realized how heavy that jacket was until mm. I put it on and like, maybe two minutes, maybe less of, of wearing that. And it felt like I like put a freaking pile of bricks on my shoulder. Oh, oh it was gotcha. awful. Okay. Yeah. So if, yeah. And I was yeah, a little two, depressed two weeks, about two that. Two weeks in, you're not weight bearing. Well, yeah, I know. It's only two weeks, but I was still like depressed. I was like, oh, yeah, I can't even totally. wear a fucking jacket. Yeah. Uh, Dude, getting hurt sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no no other way well, about I'm, it. I'm realizing like maybe I just don't experience pain like a, like most people. Hmm. Um cuz I'm not e- like I'm not even taking painkillers all that much. Mm-hmm. I'm down to like two acetaminophens and like four ibuprofens a day. Okay. Total. You know, um and and it, it doesn't bother me like like the pain itself like doesn't really bother me on a conscious level. But then I've noticed I was getting like really tired and depressed for a while. And I'm like, Oh, maybe this is just how like my, my body experiences pain. Mm. Oh, and, like it's more of a, it, it contributes to a mental state. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Less, yeah, less of a physical thing. And more like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. More like a, a, a psychological malaise. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, I've talked with folks like I like when I got hurt with the bike accident, people uh-huh. were like, you know, are you OK? And I was like with the folks I'm super close with. I was like, yeah, but like if I start acting really depressed. Just let me know. It's <laughs> like I know I know for a fact that when I'm physically like limited, uh-huh. that my mental state takes a big toll. Like, yeah. I just know that about myself at this yeah. point. To me, it was less about the limitations and more mm-hmm. about like maybe this is just how I I sort of internalize physical pain. 
Oh, okay. You know, is is like through my own mental <laughs> gotcha anguish. You got to work yeah. it out on both sides. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, <laughs> uh, I think that's pretty natural. And I was I was telling this story on the way in to to one of my coworkers who was kind enough to give me a ride to the studio from work. Um, I've fallen so many times on my bike. He was like, he was kind of chiding me, but also like it was joking. He, he rides, uh, mountain bikes occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just like, yeah, just, you know, I would, I would ride to work, but I fall all the time. And I was like, I fall so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, most of them uh, you, you just stand back up and, from. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. oh, you know, my, my shoulder probably hurts for a few blocks, but I eventually like shake it off or whatever. Yep. Yep. I, I'm honestly looking back, realizing like I probably should have broke more than my shoulder or my, uh, not my shoulder blade, sorry, my collarbone, Mm -hmm. you know, several times over. Totally. I feel like we're on the same camp on that. Yeah. And I've gotten back up. It just kind of shrugged it off. And and this is like the first like real injury I've, I've experienced. Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing like, oh yeah, years of like shrugging off pain is like now taking its toll of like huh. of like okay so you don't really register physical pain anymore let's let's express it this way oh, says okay. says my body interesting you know? well it's you know in in not a not even like a perverse way but like being injured gives you time to think about that kind of thing yeah maybe so there like, is that too there's the yeah. acuteness of that particular like experience i, I get so stir crazy though yeah. I have to get out and walk or else like I'll just I don't I don't get like grumpy but I do get like really antsy. I'll start pacing. Mm. I don't know if you've ever done that. Yeah, I'd, I do. I just start my, pacing back and forth in my apartment. If I'm ever like doing basically it's funny cuz we're ta- we're talking on the radio or the the podcast show. I I said radio cuz we're in a huge oh, studio right now yeah and it feels like we're on the radio um we'll put a pin in that because we'll talk about that in a second this is true finish your thought uh like i've often like if i have a phone conversation with folks or like if i'm gonna walk with somebody it's just like i my i like literally f- sense and feel that my brain works better when i'm active and moving sure uh and so like i'll just head out for a walk if i ever need to think or if i ever need to like have a phone call or like yeah i'm 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 pro walking. Walking <laughs> is great. <laughs> and it's uh a good fortune to be able to walk. Um I and yes. So I will say I feel very lucky that I live where I live. Mm-hmm. Um not just in my neighborhood but in this city. Mm-hmm. Like we got such a comparatively great transit system. Oh yeah. To like many of the other places I've lived in in my life. Yeah, you're um, not you're not like Compared to North Dakota, so, something like that. Right, right. And I'm so close to, like, all of my necessities for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very close to a local, like, uh, grocery store slash department store. Yeah. You know, um, that I really, I feel very fortunate in that, that, like, I don't need a car mm-hmm. to get basic needs met. You know, I can still like walk to the local grocery store one handed and maybe it might take me a couple trips to actually like stock up, but I know at least I can get like one day's, you know, needs met Mm -hmm. and yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, I was thinking, so like, oh, what am I trying to say? Basically 
Portland's got a walk score, right? Right. And so it's so easy to take stuff like that for granted. But then you break a clavicle or you have something else that like changes the way that you're mobile throughout the city. And then instantly you're just reminded of like, oh, holy cow, like I'm so lucky right. that this is the situation still. Oh, like, yeah. Because if, t- if you took any one of those variables in like many other cities and just changed it, you'd be like, well, if I, I was, am consigned to my house now. Yeah, if I was still living in Lansing, I would definitely be on medical leave mm. because I, I would have no way. I, I mean, I guess like peop- I would also like be friendly with coworkers and they would probably give me a ride as well. Maybe. No, Aaron, we're leaving you at home. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure they would. <laughs> but but for every other thing, like like I was in I was in downtown proper in Lansing and still there wasn't anything like any kind of grocery store or anything in a walking distance. Mm-hmm. All that was pushed outside of the city. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um Pittsburgh a little bit less so, but yeah, if I had been living in any other city, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If I would have taken it in such stride. Yeah. I'm so gosh. I'm reminded of like when I lived up in Alaska and the one winter that I spent mostly, I realistically, I didn't make it through the winter and took off and decided to go to a bike <laughs> tour instead, like partway into spring. But like, uh, you know, the experience there, like, I think that's the most remote i've ever lived and it's even more remote in the winter than in the summer i would imagine that's probably obvious but like walking once a week with like water jugs in a sled six miles to the lodge that has the water to then walk six miles back so that you have water for the week and you're just like yeah we could you could drive it sure but like we don't have a car so we're just gonna do (laughs) this instead um i I thought you all traveled by dog sled up there yeah there are dogs but like we weren't like my situation was not that which included dogs it was it was it was leg powered and like thinking twice about it i'm like i should have just i was like i was going super cheapskate mode of course i should have just brought bought like a mountain bike with snow studs (laughs) (laughs) that would have been like way easier um but like it just kind of drives home you know like if any if any that that's i would call that fragile system so you know like any one thing fails in that and you're like oh we don't have heat or water or food uh, for a yes, week yes. um and like the community kind of like helps look after each other which is really nice um but you don't want to lean too hard on any one community out, like resource either so like everybody you ch- you chip in as much as you can chip in so that when you're down on your chips you can have help or help others as you're able right on um but yeah like totally different world than portland where you know you you break a bone and you're like oh cool i can still get food water heat and food yeah (laughs) within you know walking distance yeah no any anytime i've i'm talking to family or friends from from outside they're like oh man so you must be like all laid up and i'm like actually i i'm pretty good Mm -hmm. and like it i guess like that's that's my um coming back to like feeling depressed because of the physical pain and all that. That's my, my sort of bright side of things is like, I could not have done this injury in a better city. Mm -hmm. Portland. It's a good place to get hurt. (laughs) It's a good place to get hurt. (laughs) New, new slogan, new city welcoming sign on the outskirts of town. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm glad well, that you're doing okay. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> uh, we haven't really talked much about your week. And it's true. So how was your week? My week was good. 
I'm going to keep it brief because there's another show in in half an oh, hour. Oh, shit. And yes. uh, we we got motoring, and I love it because this was literally an Aaron and Guthrie shoot the shit episode. <laughs> um, but to save time for our calendar news and headlines, I will keep my week short by okay. saying that I visited Abraham's Bicycles at their new location oh, nice. for the first time, had a wonderfully pleasant conversation, got some chain lube, and life was good. Right on. So shout out to Abraham's. Thanks yeah. for chain lube. You folks are awesome, and you have a really sweet new location, which is around the corner from your old location. But as as I was talking with folks inside, they were like, yeah, a lot more storage space. And I was like, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> All of your boxes are not in the front of your store window. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So good, 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 and a really nice step up for them. Um, Yeah, that was my week. More things happened. I read lots of books, etc. But I'll leave it at that. Okay. Well, so one thing we mentioned is we are in a different space than we used to be. This is true. We are at X-Ray Studios. Yeah. Yeah, we are in an actual recording studio now. Mm -hmm. There's even like a window that you can look out of and... An engineer that's not there. Yes. But there is a We are our own engineers. I think I think we'll always be Yeah. Could you imagine like having somebody sitting there like watching us while we do this? Actually, you know what? I want to invite all all Portlanders who listen to this show right in. We're gonna have you outside this window with signs like it's the Today Show or whatever. Nice. I'm just kidding. I don't want to do that. And you can <laughs> touch all the switches too, and dials way too self-conscious. on the board that we can't afford to replace. Right. Yeah. No, don't, don't do that. <laughs> That'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a sweet spot. Chase at X-Ray gave me the tour last week. Yeah. And um, I do want to give a particularly heartfelt and completely do shout out to Leah over at Gladys Bicycles. Most definitely. For being yeah. open to having us in their space. Um, that was exceedingly generous. It uh, was It was really nice. There was a point where we were kind of like, shit, where are we going to go? Mm-hmm. And yeah. she she was really like open to the idea of like, like yeah, we would love to have you. Oh, yeah. You know. Right off the bat. But um, thank you so much mm-hmm. for, for that offer, Leah. Leah, yeah. we're bringing you by some treats. It will be soon. It has not been yet, <laughs> but it's coming. Uh, the yeah. So maybe our li- if our listeners haven't caught on the yep or thus far, we're not at we're not at Stream PDX. We anymore. are we are not. Stream PDX is is no more. It it is going um, other other directions than podcasting and studio space at this point. So uh, many of the podcasts you listen to, if they were produced out of Stream PDX, you will be hearing in continuation on air due to the um, incredibly generous support also of X-Ray to open up their doors and to welcome in those who wanted to keep podcasting alive, which we were very much a part of. So um, thanks to X-Ray and thanks also to Stream for such a wonderful run. I feel like that's the, that's, we talked about this on- Yeah, good on you. I I can't believe I I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, well, so I, like we talked, I was on- um, Go dig a hole with Chris and friends. And yeah. We sort of had oh like a, man, I'm I'm so mad I didn't uh, get there, but it yeah. happens. Uh, so we had like a retrospective on stream. So like 
I've, I have my I've had my chance to hear perspectives from some other podcasts and like share our own. But like the game you play as a podcast, I, I feel like of any size is uh, sweet. <laughs> oh, thank God we got a recording space. <laughs> and then like the timer starts. <laughs> right. And at some point in time, that timer stops. And that time is the time that you don't have a recording space anymore. Right on. Um, so I feel like our run, you know, in comparison to uh, Brock's living room or, you know, other it was incredibly good all things considered so. uh was very very happy to have that um and so you know wh- whether or not stream continues in some other fashion or you know their l- life is not you know this or that it's it's shades of gray yeah and uh, our shade of gray is we're moving spaces and looking ahead so um yeah super thanks to taisha and the folks at stream it was it was a wonderful yeah. run and we're excited about the future at x-ray yeah Thank you for the home that that you gave us for the time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Totes. Should we And roll? also thanks Oh yeah. <laughs> to the beer mongers <laughs> on Southeast Division at twelve for providing our drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh tonight we are we're dry. We are opting out of drinks tonight, but we are DRY. Regardless. The beer mongers on Southeast Division and Twelve. Thank you so much for for sponsoring our drinks every week. This is true. We had a we recorded episode five hundred um, in the future earlier this week, so that, that that was that was a good amount of beer for this week. Yes, <laughs> um, but yes, in indeed, thanks to the beer mongers, and also thanks to uh, you, our listeners, and to our Patreon donors that help keep us going. Um, if you have anything that you want to hear, we're getting into the twenty twenty stuff. Yeah, now. if you want to hear that we've not talked about that we have talked about, but not in a while that you want to hear us cover on air. Um, you help create the show. It's not just Aaron and I. Totally. Like coming in. Well, it is Aaron and I coming into a studio every week, but, but it's, it's not just, it's not just us coming into the studio every week. This or is with true. A guest. Like we wouldn't do this if it, if it wasn't for people listening. Exactly. Uh, so if you have something that you are curious to hear about, toss us a topic, please would love to dive in. Yeah. Um, all right, 2020 plans. I feel like uh, we've got uh, 20 minutes before, <laughs> I know. before the next one. <laughs> it's like Let... we spent so much time. I'm sorry. I spent so much time talking about hey, my broken clavicle. We haven't had a Guthrie. Ah. We didn't really have it. Well, like the last one at your place was not a shoot the shit. That was an Aaron broke his bones episode. So well, like, we haven't had a Guthrie and Aaron talked, shoot the shit You talked about wiping out and, and mm-hmm. your recovery. And Anna talked about wiping out and her recovery. <laughs> That was more like it. an injury up. Yeah, yeah. We didn't feel it. Didn't feel super. That, that said, I'd love to hear like <laughs> horror stories or 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 glory stories. Uh, yeah, <laughs> from from anybody who wants to write in and be like, you know, yeah, I broke my arm and <laughs> oh. walked walked in the snow to the hospital <laughs> and was riding the next day or something. God. You know. Speaking of that, that was not even the worst I've wiped out by far. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll tell you that story off air. <laughs> okay. Um, Maybe one time, eventually on air. Uh, we have some neat things that are happening in the world and would like to tell you about them now. Yeah. Well, I think it's worth taking some time to mention that you're eventually going to be moving on. This is true. Um, and I think we, well, it's mentioned it's mentioned in the future. It is. <laughs> in the future episode. Oh, yeah. That's, that's um, right. And I, th- I think we just sort of side... I think we've alluded to it. Yeah, we've alluded to it, and it was like maybe sidebarred 
a couple times, but you're mm. going to be moving to New Zealand. This is true. Um, come 2020 in June. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, for some up to a year, but not less than a month. And and so that said, auditions are opening now. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we will we will be looking into into a new co-host, and uh, if anybody's listening is like. Hey, I w- I would like to maybe try, or I I know somebody who would be who would be really good at that. Uh, I'm open to suggestions. We are open to suggestions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we've got a few people in mind, but that's not to say that those people are are the only people that would do well here either. There's there's no such thing as a ringer. There you go. Everybody yes. is approached with equal uh, enthusiasm. So yeah, that said, we'd love to hear from you. And so speaking of the future, we've got some items on our calendar. That's right. I love, I love, I love, I love don't don't ever use that. The December twenty fifth is Socks Giving. The ride starts at Paz PDX. Yes, if you are in Portland, those streets are empty on the twenty fifth. It's such a good time and it's such a great cause to go out and just hand socks to people. Mm-hmm. who otherwise wouldn't have access to it. The second Thursday of every month, the Joyful Riders Club in Minneapolis. The first Friday of every month, the San Francisco Bike Party. The second Friday of every month, the Boston Bike Party. Also the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party. Also, also the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike Party. And last Friday of every month, oh. the Baltimore Bike Party. But before the last Friday of every month, the third Friday of every month, it's kind of a new item on the calendar, the San Jose Bike Party. And the first Saturday of every month is the Civil Unrest Ride right here in Portland, Oregon. Every second Sunday of every month here in Portland is the Corvidai Bike Club Ride. And also the last Sunday of every month is the Vintage and Classic Ride in Huntsville, Alabama. And that is at... Two o'clock local time at Huntsville Junior High. No one gets dropped. No drop. Upcoming film by bike tour dates are Ashland, Oregon, January 9th, Boise, Idaho, January 17th, LA, California, February 9th, Seattle, Washington, February 28th, Idaho Falls, Idaho, March 5th, and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, March 22nd. Right on. Now we got some headlines coming to you. The Earth. What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. It circles around the city lights. From the Oregonian, from our executive producer, Rock Dittus, jury awards more than $9 million to Vancouver, B.C. couple hit by truck while cycling along Interstate 84 in Columbia Gorge. Uh, a jury late Friday awarded more than $9 million in damages to a couple from Vancouver, B.C., who was struck by an 18-wheeler truck while riding their bikes west... Yeah, I know. Whoa. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Bikey, bikes westbound along Interstate 84. Uh, the eight-member jury found Excel Incorporated, more commonly known as the shipping company DHL, liable for the August 3rd, 2016 collision after a five-day trial in the U.S. District Court in Portland. It awarded $1.3 million in economic damages, $4 million in non-economic damages, and $4 million in punitive damages to Eric Motal, 
whose lower left leg was nearly amputated and 400,000 oh in non-economic damages to his now wife, Andrea Newman. Mattel, who was 31 at the time, and Newman, then 25, were vacationing in Oregon, camping and cycling along the Columbia River Gorge before a planned visit to Portland. The two had been biking along the historic Columbia River Highway, but rode a stretch along the interstate in order to return to the Wyeth campground. That campground has always, like, whenever I drive out there, I'm just like, the like, I, I would love to bike there, but this, is that, like, is even that the... aside from the story, uh-huh. uh, it just struck me as a very odd campground. Okay. Uh, that was my segue. The uh, to do to do Wyeth Campground, a few miles east of Cascade Locks. Um, I'm wondering where on 84 that is exactly. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to talk about it too much, but is it that stretch where the where the shoulder like super narrows? Yeah, it's like that okay. four. It's a four foot uh wide section of shoulder. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's well, it's. Not a, not a good place. Right. Uh, under Oregon law, it's legal to bike on the shoulder of most freeways, this section included, uh, Guthrie's note, except for a <laughs> handful of urban freeways where Oregon Department of Transportation has expressly prohibited this action. Uh, Mattel and Newman testified that they were biking single file on the westbound shoulder of the interstate between Hood River and Cascade Locks when they were struck by the truck that veered over the fog line and into the shoulder at a curve on the roadway near milepost. Oh. You were asking? Near milepost 52. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's the spot. That's the spot. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Yes. So uh, this is the end of me quoting the Oregonian article, but it is, you know, like you sometimes you just got to have a win. And yeah, there was huge loss in this story but you don't always hear about people getting restitution for uh being vulnerable road users yeah and this is one case where that needle swung the other direction so um stay safe out there folks yeah in every Uh, way you can and you can't not ride that section if if you're Riding in the gorge, they yep. they haven't closed that gap yet, have they? Nope. It's uh, yeah. It's oh, uh, I don't know what to say about that. It's, okay, it's a tragedy. From Bike Portland, Governor Brown calls for pause on the I five Rose Quarter project. Holy shit! It's happening. There was a big surprise at the Oregon Transportation Commission meeting on Monday. Governor Kate Brown finally weighed in on the controversial I five Rose Quarter. Yes. Sidebar, she has been very silent about Mm -hmm. this the entire time. Notably. Uh, Via a letter that calls for a pause on key decisions and more analysis of congestion pricing, the OTC's five members were set to make a decision on the $500 million million project at day two of their meeting on Tuesday. As Bike Portland has been reporting, the key issue right now is whether or not the Oregon Department of Transportation should move forward with their completed environmental assessment or whether they should complete a more robust environmental impact statement. According to ODOT, their EA proved that their plans to add two lane or to add lanes and widen I-5 through Portland's central city would improve air quality and reduce greenhouse gas. I can't even say this sentence with a straight face. Yeah. Uh, there was due a... to improved traffic flow and less idling, um, those are just a few findings the project critics think would change with an additional scrutiny of an EIS. Well, what they'd find is it's patently false. <laughs> yeah. Which is why we uh, want like the EIS. Why I can't <laughs> say that 
with a straight face. Like, it, <laughs> oh. yeah. Um, so oh, th- the cognitive dissonance. <laughs> thanks to Aaron Brown and all the folks who've been working on this yes. project. Uh, there was a huge show of support out at the ODOT headquarters this past week uh, in opposition to the expansion of the freeway. And it feels like this kind of stuff is always just like by a hair or like bleeding fingernails as one like uh, clings always. to the cliff yeah. that is yeah. uh, trying to like get some get some sensible stuff in there. Uh, but we're still hanging on. I should say it is still hanging on. Yeah. I think you know my opinion about this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the It's good to hear. That news is welcome. True. Uh, and we do have also a tiny bit of mail for this yeah. week. I believe you've got it right here. We got mail. Hey, we got mail. From Arnie. From Arn. Uh, L, we have Dear Aaron, I would like to ask you a question about your new Brompton. Maybe this is because I just added a Brompton to my bike collection. Congratulations. Congrats. Which will be my Christmas present. That's a good Christmas present. Uh, I'm curious to which configuration you chose. Let me introduce myself shortly. My name is Arn. I'm 50 years old, a lawyer located in Weisbaden, Germany. In my youth, I did a senior year in high school in Fredericksburg, Virginia. My family is not typical German, half Dutch, three kids. Me and my bike crazy oldest son, who is 14, are listening to your show. Hi! And pedal shift awesome. too. Thank you. Hi, Tim. You're on episode 500. And we do <laughs> our bike touring together, self-supported trips. And we do our bike touring together, self-sorted, uh, self-supported trips. I commute to the office by bike. Weisbaden is not really a bike-friendly city. Thanks to the whole team for the show that we really enjoy. Greetings from Weisbaden, Arn. Oh. Thanks for writing. Yeah, thank you for writing. Greetings from Portland. Um, uh, my setup, my configuration, I went with a um, S2, or sorry, S6L, I believe is what it is. The the S meaning the S-type handlebars, 6 meaning uh, 6 gears, the L meaning the extended ratio um, for gears. I believe I said that right in Bromptonese. Um, I went with the S type because I am short and I also like the sort of uh, forward leaning, uh, stance of the, of those handlebars as opposed to the M, which are a little bit more upright. Mm. Those are the, they're more common, the, the ones that curve upward. Um, mine's just a straight bar. Um, I am addicted to Brook saddles. So I decided to put another Imperial on that one. Like I have on my regular commuter bike i will say this without getting too far into the weeds if you have the money to spend get yourself dynamo lighting mm-hmm. seconded and i will say that for any bike. i will say that for any bike honestly yeah. <laughs> like, get yourself some dynamo lighting if you got the money to spend do yourself a favor and put that in dynamo lighting it's like if you look at cycling as the sum of its uh, parts needed in terms of like friction or such for like getting on the bike and going like getting a dynamo is almost kind of like just having an e-bike an e-bike makes you think you know well i'm not going to drive the car a dynamo makes you think well i'm gonna ride the bike yeah oh totally i I mean i think dynamos are actually mandatory in germany oh that's right yes they're 
might might not even be up for debate. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, yeah. RS, I was going to say, yeah, there SD, are some, some European cities from, or countries uh, that that require those things. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's mandatory. Um, but if it's not, Arn, let us know. Let us know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm misinformed um, on that. And if that's the case, you know, uh, I would like to know what kind of dynamo you went with. Yeah, supernova, maybe. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a huge fan boy. I'm a I'm a fan person in general, but I try not to be as much as I can. <laughs> I try not to be exclusive to any one like thing or another. Sure. But I do certainly like cheer on the uh the um the Sun Hub. Mm-hmm. Totally. See what I was That actually... said, I've got a shutter precision on my Brompton. Ooh yeah. SP all the way. See, I'm just I'm fanning all of them now. <laughs> <laughs> The brush spreads equally. Right, right. No, totally. Um, Swell. Well, thank you for writing. Yeah. You have reached the end of yet another episode. So thank you all to listening and for listening as well. Um, You ready for this? I think so. All right. Here we go. Uh, The Sparka Podcast is produced at Streampedia. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? The Sparka Podcast is produced at Stream PDX Community Audio. St- no, wait, it's not even. It's not even produced at Stream PDX. Oh shit, <laughs> that's our problem. <laughs> See, it didn't feel okay. right. Now we know why. Now we know why. The Sparka right. Podcast is produced at X Ray Studios. Thanks to Boom. the generous support of X Ray Studios <laughs> and listeners like you. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagrams at sprocketpodcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Hurt Bird for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to our sustaining donors. Shadowfoot, Wayne Norman, Eric Iverson. Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney. Thanks for coming over the other day. Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss. Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt. Who's a, a time, time traveler. traveler? Dave knows. Chris Smith, Caleb Jenkinson, JP Keeley. Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom. Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna. Hey, Anna. Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G. Guthrie Straw. How did we switch spots? I don't spots? know. We're just like magic hands tonight. <laughs> Myself, truly, Aaron Green, author of the We Were Like Sons and founder of the Regrainery. Campsite, Mac Nurse David, Nathan Poulton. Chris Rossin, Rory in Michigan, Michael Flournoy. Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman. Harry Hugel, EJ Finneran, Brad Pipwell. Thomas Gato, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom. Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam. Jason Offenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore. Todd Grossbeck, Chris Barron. Chris Barron. Chris Barron. Sean Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite, Brian Morrow, Dude Luna, Matthew Rooks, Marshall, Marshall, Paula Funataki Cyclecraft, (laughs) Philip M, Spartandale, no relation, Mr. T, who never really left, Bike Initiative, Keweenaw, Sarah G, Adam D, Go Dig a Hole, Beth Hammond, Greg Murphy, and newest donor, Myra Martinez, and to all of our former donors who helped us get this far, now, brush your teeth, and go to bed. Because that's what I'll be doing soon. (laughs) All right.